Good morning, guys. Good evening, North Star. Ready to see you guys on deck. I am Eagle Falcon. Welcome to the bonus episode. I apologize for there not being one last week. Um, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I ended up putting it off because I was super tired. Work has been kicking my butt for like the last month. We have been shorthanded due to the coronavirus. And uh, when I finally found time to go and record the bonus episode, my stories were gone. That's just, that, that's the honest truth. Once the stories were gone, it's just like, oh, well. It means I got like one hour to go ahead and record the bonus episode now. And now I got to spend two of that one hour, go ahead and get the stories back. It's just, it, it just wasn't going to happen, unfortunately. I mean, honestly, as far as last week goes, the only story of real note, I'll just do it right now real quick because I keep forgetting to do it in the main podcast. Elon Musk's company in regards to implanting computer chips into people to be able to back up memories is looking for people to volunteer to be for clinical trials. Yes, in a world where everyone is, tr it, well, not everyone, but in a world where a lot of people are not trusting the COVID-19 vaccines because it implant microchip and 5G d do something to brain thing. I, I don't get the argument either. We're going to distrust that, but you know what? Having Elon Musk just straight up inject, a com inject chips into my brain. This seems like a good plan. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with the uh, the middle of the road approach on this. Uh, say yes to vaccine that could, uh, instead of, you know, get a life-threatening illness that could kill me, instead make it so I have a much higher chance of surviving, and uh, not let Elon Musk anywhere close to, you, you know what, just, just nowhere close to me, Period. So there, there, there's my hot take on that, in which by that, I mean, not a hot take at all. It's pretty much everyone's take, except for like, what? 5% of people? But in any case, let's actually get to this week's stories. A new NVIDIA partnership could hit Chromebooks, giving Chromebooks RTX graphics. Because you know what? That's... That's what I think of when I think of, I need real-time ray tracing. It's on Chromebooks. Uh, why? I just, I just can't even. Now, in fairness, the concept is just to include RTX graphics alongside ARM system on a chips so that it would have, you know, the two watt SOC and then a low wattage version of the NVIDIA RTX GPU. But, uh, you know, that's cute and all. Here's my counterpoint. There's a chip shortage already. Even if the chips for these laptops would be you know, one-tenth the size of what would be a, in a real computer that can do real work. Why? Oh, why would I waste it on a Chromebook? That's what it really boils down to. I'm sorry, but even as a Chromebook gets more and more capable even though our youth is being trained on pretty much using these fake computers, it does not change the fact that they are still fake, inferior, pointless wastes of silicon that still blight the planet. And the only reason they are allowed to exist is because schools do not want to deal with the infrastructure of having kids learn how to use real computers. That is still where my stance stands on this. 
if it if if there was an easy way for schools to maintain Windows laptops, Chromebooks would cease to exist overnight. But of course, that's not Microsoft's priority right now. Microsoft's priority right now is trying to put out the dumpster fire that is Windows 11 and also trying to acquire washed up gaming companies. So Microsoft, in their infinite wisdom, is just perfectly content just letting Google continue to dominate the education sector, even though, in the end, it is a market that you could easily just kick Google out of. Oh, but Chromebooks are so good. You can browse the web on it. Yes. You can. You can browse the web on it. Oh, and you can run Android apps on it. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I have a better idea. You could do that on a real laptop. I know. That's a scary thought, isn't it? Ugh. Sorry, it's going to take a lot more than RTX graphics in a Chromebook to change my mind about Chromebooks. Because guess what? You still can't get real work done on a Chromebook. You can pretend you can get real work done on a Chromebook. Just like I could pretend, and I did for the longest time, that a 7-inch Windows 10 tablet with a magnetic keyboard in my pocket was a real laptop. You know what? It wasn't. It was a cool idea, but in the end, I couldn't get real work done on it. But it was kind of cool to have. But that's what a Chromebook is. Except the kind of cool to have part of it. Because you can't play old retro games on a Chromebook. But you know what? Maybe they'll change, because Windows 11 is getting Android apps. Taskbar improvements. And more. Coming up next month just in time for me to just kind of not really care. I'll just put it this way. Windows 11 has a lot of problems right now, and most of them is on the back end. It is the performance issues. And I'll be perfectly honest, until Windows 11 is made stable, I'm sticking with Windows 10. Oh, but we can introduce Android apps. So what? You can't run Windows apps right now. I can't reliably run my workstation on Windows 11. It's like the powers that be at Microsoft right now just cannot figure out how to Microsoft. Whether they want to admit it or not, The pro users are, in fact, their base for Windows 11. I'd say the education segment and, of course, you know, home is their primary consumer base. But here's the sad part. Home users are switching over to cell phones for the most part. The concept of a home family desktop or some laptops is starting to fade. And as I mentioned, the education segment has just been hook, line, and drawn in by the allure of the Chromebook. The main people who are left there using Windows 11 are PC gamers and power users and, of course, professionals. And all three of those segments are reluctant to touch Windows 11 because of the performance drops.
Oh, look, a new media player. Oh, look, a new notepad. When are you going to fix the fact that you tank? Underlined tank multi-core systems. Oh, but it's okay. We, we work well on that one chip that just launched. Oh, cool. Thanks. Thanks. Now I can go over to Intel on their beta concept of a many of a big little architecture. Yeah, you see the problem? It's kind of a big problem. And heck, while we're on the subject of performance hits, what good is the performance hit going to be when, you know, big games like Crisis 4 being leaked out? And not only can we not get a hold of modern GPUs to go ahead and push the limits as to what Crisis 4 could do, But then also your operating system goes ahead and hinders your CPU and GPU performance drastically. So now what? And unfortunately right now, there's no answer. That being said though, I'm, I am not kidding. There actually is a crisis four in the works. No word yet as to how intensive Crisis 4 is going to be on systems. I imagine it's going to be insanely taxing on systems just because name a Crisis installment that was easy to run on launch. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. But there's some good news. New Arc GPU leaks show roughly 3070 Ti-ish speeds. And even better, there's five different options for laptops. So it's looking, you know, more and more hopeful that these Intel GPUs could be pretty good. And pretty much here's what I got to say about it, you know? Everything looks good, all right? Intel, especially the way the, the rumors are going, might actually have a very, very good product on their hand. And considering the fact that they've actually got foundry space to spare, there's actually a decent chance that it's a GPU that we might even be able to buy. especially with cryptocurrency just absolutely tanking right now in value. And if the performance does match what's being rumored, your first iteration competing with NVIDIA's current top end, it's pretty good. Not going to lie, the way NVIDIA's kind of just been treating the market just trying to build up hype for nothing that we can buy and then saying everything's great because we made out like bandits because we're supporting an industry that all that all they want to do is support their Ponzi schemes. And then, you know, just say, screw you little guys. So screw you gamers. Screw you video professionals. Screw you scientific researchers. Cause we made out like bandits. Cause it went to the cryptocurrency miners. Yeah, still salty about that, by the way, NVIDIA. Still salty. I can't exactly blame them for the fact that, you know, cryptocurrency miners need GPUs to function. I'm more salty about the fact that almost all these GPUs end up going to cryptocurrency miners and scalpers, and NVIDIA is just like, we're doing so well. Aren't you guys happy for us? Like, that's the part that just feels like. It definitely feels like they are just like rubbing salt in the wound 
that was caused by them stabbing us. <sighs> but you know what? You know what, gamers, though? You know what, gamers? I have some other light at the end of the tunnel. All right? Hear me out for a second, all right? You can't get a GPU right now. All right? Xboxes are kind of, sort of in stock, but not really. PS5s aren't in stock. PS4s are also not in stock. But what if there was another player that could approach the scene? Oh yeah, Nintendo Switches are... They exist. But how about this? Apple making a video game console. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, apparently Apple is poaching, in quotes, engineers from the Xbox team to go ahead and create its own video game console, according to rumors. All right, you, you want to know what it is? Here, here. You, you, you want to know what the Apple video game console is? I, I, I can tell you right now. Here's what it is. All right. It's an M1 powered Apple TV. That's it. What did you expect? I mean, seriously. They've already been arrogant enough to call the Apple TV a video game console just because it could go ahead and play some iOS apps. And they've dared to call the iPod Touch and the iPhone the world's biggest portable game consoles. If they are going to go ahead, if, if these rumors are true, that they're going to try and make their own game console, it's not going to be a dedicated console. It's just going to be the Apple TV. It's going to be an extra feature in the Apple TV. It's going to focus... It's going to focus on, on their mobile games. And I hope they'd have the brains to go ahead and have it focus on specifically their Apple Arcade. Because right now, I don't know if you realize this, but the actual open market of mobile games is an absolute dumpster fire. Because it is chalk full of free games with predatory microtransactions that borderline on gambling. Gachapon games are rampant. And if that's your cup of tea, so be it. But you have, you do know as well as I do that it's gambling. Except your payout is, you know, champions and waifus as opposed to real money. And then there's just apps that are just straight up gambling, actual casino apps. Or this crane game I keep seeing advertised on my Twitter feed where you play, where you virtually play real crane games and then they mail the plushie to you that you win maybe. Or the thousands upon thousands of Clash of Clans clones. That's what I think the actual Apple game console is going to be. It's just going to be a it's just going to be a desktop app on the Apple TV. Pushing their Apple Arcade games, which honestly is not bad. As long as you know, it doesn't become a three, $400 set top box to power roughly $40 worth of computer. 
That is my only concern in all this. Shifting gears over the Google side of things, the Pixel Watch is coming. And there could even be a date. Wow. May 26th is the supposed launch date for the Google Pixel Watch. So here's my thoughts. I have used a smartwatch for a while. And unfortunately, my smartwatch is finally reaching the end of its rope. My smartwatch has suffered water damage because um, uh, Samsung basically lied about the water resistance of my watch. And so I pushed it to the limit and then found out that... Uh, yeah, that that IPS that IPS water resistance rating. Yeah, no false. And water got in, corroded contacts. I went, cleaned it up, got some life out of it. But it's still never been the same. It's never been the same. And on top of that, now it sits at less than a day's worth of battery life. So fortunately, my carrier actually did offer a um, a deal on the new Samsung watch. And the thing is with the new Samsung watch is that it does not run Samsung's in-house OS. That's pretty bad. It runs the new version of watch OS. So I'll be basically in the next couple of days beta testing what the Pixel Watch will most likely be. And I actually am very, very curious. It was actually a really good deal. It was like 15 bucks up front. And then it's like $5 a month extra for two years on my cell phone bill. That's not bad at all. For a freaking um, God, what is it normally? It's like a $300 watch normally. So, I mean, worst case scenario, it's a rounding error on my monthly cell phone bill. But in any case, we're going to take our break here. And when we come back, meta. Just meta. Meta is planning some crazy, crazy, scary stuff, and I'm not a fan of it. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So Meta is working on a new AI supercomputer that will be the world's fastest by mid 2022. <laughs> Why? Why? Look, I'll, I'll, ju I'll just put it like this. Of anyone that you wanna be building a new AI supercomputer, any sort of computer involving AI, artificial intelligence, the ability for a computer to think for itself and intelligently alter its own programming based on information it's given to you. Would you prefer it be literally anyone but Meta? Just about anyone else. I'd rather it be Amazon, but not by much. I'd rather it be Google. I'd rather it be Apple. I'd rather it be freaking anyone, but nope, it's meta. The company trying to go ahead and make their own virtual world and hoping that we all hop on board so that all of our personal feelings and everything can be harvested to, be, to sell us more ads 
while they make a virtual marketplace and make bank while we forget about all the other heinous terrible spying actions they've done as facebook i'm sorry but no absolutely not the ai supercomputer is going to be once constructed exceed nearly five exaflops in performance and i just i just know please please no but if you're ever wondering where all your gpus went it probably went here as there are currently 760 dgx a100 system or systems in there totaling 6080 gpus in this whole thing and these are a100 gpus to put that in perspective a100s is the highest end ampere gpus that nvidia currently makes the highest end even higher end and more complete than the rtx 3090 6,000 of them. I guess I should at least take some comfort in knowing that it's going to be going to meta to contemplate how the universe thinks and how to exploit it rather than to a cryptocurrency miner to go ahead and generate fake money. I would say instead NVIDIA is or that uh, meta is going to use it to make their own fake money but they abandoned their own cryptocurrency project a while back, probably for the best, considering the fact that crypto is very, very quickly gained the reputation of, reputation of just basically being fraud material. Have you noticed that, by the way? It, maybe it's just my own feed. But more and more with the crypto scams being more and more brazen they're almost starting to get the reputation of like the Nigerian prince in levels of fraud and trust. I'm honestly more okay with that than I should be just cause the more and more I think about cryptocurrency and its potential, the less and less I believe it has a future. Web3, by the way, everything will be on the blockchain. Yeah, no. One good news, though, is that AT&T is AT&T's fiber internet speed is getting a huge boost. With getting multi gigabit plans starting at 110 per month. This is starting off in L.A., Atlanta and Dallas. And roughly 70 other metro regions with speeds up to five gigabits per second. But here's the thing, all right? They went ahead and promised this in my neck of the woods too. And you know what I ended up getting in my area? Max was 100 megs. That was maximum in my area. And I'm not going to lie. I was incredibly disappointed. Now, in the art of fairness, it's been a while since I've taken a look. So I am currently at this moment typing in my address. to see what AT&T does in fact offer. Cause suppose they offer fiber in my area. They say fiber is available in my area. Okay, never mind. They actually have now greatly updated the speeds. 300 megs is the lowest, then 500, then one gig and HBO Max for no equally explored reason. That's really weird. Why? What's even more? So try this 500 megabits a second from AT&T in my area. Granted your, your mileage may vary. 
500 megabits per second, $65 a month. One gigabit plus HBO Max is $80 a month. And HBO Max is, of course, $14.99 a month. That's really weird. Honestly, I would consider that. I really, really would. As long as there were no data caps, but they're saying there aren't. Huh. The other thing I'd actually be curious is what is the upload speed? Unfortunately, they're not very clear on that. Oh, and apparently there are two gig and five gig plans in my area as well. So apparently I am one of the, uh, the lucky ones. Ooh. Honestly, I'd be fine with one gig as long as it's, you know, symmetrical. Because it's like one gigabit down, but 10 megabits up. There's no improvement for me. None whatsoever. I should stop f shopping for internet that I don't really need right now. That's, 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 that's still good though. Dang. Huh. All right. Well, uh, I prepared for a whole rant about, um, how AT&T kind of bait, bait and switched me in the past with, uh, speeds, but, uh, I'm glad I checked because they, they, they made good on it. All right. Kudos, 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 AT&T. I didn't think I'd actually, I, if, I, if it sounds like I'm blown away, it's because I actually am. I legit did not expect AT&T to actually fix this nonsense. Cause when I think of AT&T, I think of getting the rug pulled out from under you because that's always been my history with them. Huh. Honestly, if, if you want, if you have any stories about your area and uh, AT&T, uh, would be curious to hear it. Most of the horror stories I hear nowadays as far as ISP is, uh, well, it's Comcast. Horrible, horrible Comcast. Uh, Comcast, why? In other news, uh, Intel has won a billion dollar EU fine for antitrust against AMD. So the EU went ahead against Intel and said there is a 1 billion euro fine in regards to antitrust and their competition with AMD. And this, this was like 12 years ago. This is a while ago. And granted, 12 years ago, competition between AMD and Intel was uh, uh, bad just terrible absolutely abysmal there's just no other way around it now that being said nowadays it's quite the opposite AMD is kind of on top and Intel is crawling its way back so it's kind of hard for the claim of antitrust to exist now, granted, the 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 case is twelve years old. I don't remember what the what the details were in that regards. But to say that uh, Intel had a had like any sort of antitrust monopoly on the CPU market, it's really difficult to make that case when 
Intel wasn't actually doing anything. It was just AMD just not being competitive. At least that's what I think it was. So Intel wins because now they're the underdog and we move on with our lives. Meanwhile, an oddball little, uh, a very odd little story. We have a pick and place machine from China for, do for doing um, what this person says is prototypes. I imagine it's some kind of 3D printer. In fact, um, I'm looking over it. And it is, in fact, a small 3D printer. And they were very, very surprised when uh, malware <laughs> was one of the things that was pre-installed. Cool. Because that's what you need to do. That's what you want to do. You want to cleanse the device you just got. You know what this is the equivalent of? Have you ever played an RPG and you get like that really, really cool sword but looks really, really evil and then you equip it and it says you're cursed? That's what this is the modern equivalent of. It is a cursed 3D printer. We have found the modern equivalent of the Dragon Quest cursed sword. The only difference is that here in this case, you're just out money, whereas in Dragon Quest, you just can't de-equip the cursed weapon and you are just SOL. In other Chinese news though, AMD has won the Chinese conditional approval for the Zilinx deal. So AMD will most likely acquire the chip maker Zilinx soon. It is going to be a $35 billion acquisition. And I'm not going to lie. I don't know um, how it's going to help, to be perfectly honest. Jalinx, I want to say, focuses mostly on ARM CPUs. So that could be the goal here. Getting a little bit more know-how in the ARM architecture. Could it be that, it's, that they're going to use their know-how to build a proper big little CPU? Are they just going to use it to go ahead and get an get a uh, an in into the ARM architecture in case X eighty six does die? Only time will tell. Another weird, weird store. Oh wait, no, I talked about this. I already talked about this in the main uh, in the main podcast about how uh, Google Drive was dinging single character files for copyright infringement. Yeah, it's still a thing. There's some speculation as to what it is, but it's just that speculation. Sony is releasing a film made in Dreams to cinema. For those who don't know what Dreams is, it is kind of a sandbox kind of 3D world where you can go ahead and basically do whatever you want in kind of the CGI sort of universe. Dreams is a... It's weird. What? How do you describe dreams? It's a game where you just do whatever you want. But a movie was made in the dreams engine. And it will now be shown in theaters. The actual movie is going to be called the A Winter's Journey. That actually is just A Winter's Journey. They just wrote it wrong and made it, they they didn't put quotation marks around. I thought it was regardless. I'm I'm not going to go into the details. The film is described as a blend of live action and CGI. The latter will be painted by the artists behind the Oscar-nominated Love Vincent. It was known for its striking art style. While not much is known right now exactly how dreams will be used, 
We have seen many amateur short films project come to dreams. So it's exciting to see the tool being used by professionals as well. It's going to be very interesting to see how this all goes down. And so with that, my friends, that pretty much does it for this bonus episode. But I will give you a bit of an update on things. So first off to everyone who who supports the podcast by, by subscribing, which I'm an idiot. All of you who went ahead and are hearing this because you have subscribed to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. In contrast, to kind of to kind of give you a little bit behind the scenes on monetary how it works, um, like I said, we there is currently no upkeep in managing the podcast. Fortunately, because of the anchor platform, we don't pay a single cent in maintaining the podcast. It is all just my time. And uploading it all. The only kickbacks I get right now are you guys and then the one anchor ad that is placed. Now the anchor ad I can only I can only earn a maximum of fifteen dollars and well on the eagle eyes on tech side of things uh, we're getting dangerously close to that limit. Once that happens, that's it. No more ads that we can actually earn money on anyway. I can still go ahead and run promos for, you know, my own Twitch channel and that sort of thing. But after that, it's all subscription-based. I am still pestering Anchor to get a hear of, to go, hey, you promised we were going to go ahead and get uh, an ad platform. Where is it? And again, it's still very, very weird. I know not a whole lot of people are going, oh, wow, ads. I can't wait to hear ads. Nobody wants to hear ads. For crying out loud, I go ahead and go out of my way to enable ad block on a lot of sites because a lot of sites are basically unusable without an ad blocker on. That is just how bad ads are in a lot of sites. Which, by the way, yes, using an ad blocker on certain forms of media is a form of piracy. Just not a very big one because, of course... Almost all of these sites don't get 100% of the revenue through ads. They get it through other means as well. And of course, ad blocker doesn't block all ads. So if you want to know where I stand on the big Linus question of is ads piracy, it is. Just not a very big one. And in fact, in the case of Linus, um, it's even less of one because the majority of the ad revenue he gets is from his own in-house sponsorships, not AdSense. What? If we're going to be truthful here, you've shown us the numbers. I can tell you this right now. Almost all AdSense is roughly one cent for every 10 views. And that's assuming the views did not use AdBlock. The numbers he's shown us for his own sponsor sh sponsors outweighs AdSense. On top of that, his own videos also have in-house or uh, in-house uh, promotions for his own merch. So you're hearing an in-house ad as well. So it's not like you've gone ahead and snuck into the theater and didn't get anything out of it. You're still seeing, you're still paying the price of hearing many other ads. Sorry, it's true. It's piracy, but it's nowhere near as big as pi piracy as Linus thinks. Now, at the same time, Linus also clearly in his own story just doesn't really care. It's just like, hey, you know, you are going ahead and circumventing some income for content creators and it's true you are but in any case getting distracted once that's up then yeah the podcast is earning no revenue except by subscribers 
at the same time, we're still doing better than we were on Spreaker. Because on Spreaker, I was paying $20 a month and making roughly somewhere between $18 and $22 in ad revenue. So it was almost a complete wash. So with that, I just want to say, hey, thank you. Thank you very much. I do plan on enabling ads on Eagle Eyes on Tech once the feature is available from Anchor. I don't know why they're dragging their feet. I would assume it's in their best interest because the only reason you go ahead and host a, uh, a podcasting platform like Anchor is to go ahead and sell ads. So it's just they're missing out on their own revenue and in fact are losing money because they're paying us to go ahead and promote Anchor even though, um, yeah. They're not getting anything out of it. They're in fact losing money. I don't get why they don't want to go ahead and plug that hole. It makes no sense to me. Other than, you know, taking a cut of uh, processing fees. Wait, they're not even taking processing fees. Because I charge a dollar. And they take a dollar. There's no overhead there either. Yeah, no, there's a massive hole in all this. What the heck? I don't get it. I just... I don't get it. I... I, I don't get it, Anchor. I just don't. Um, I am working on revamping as well the way I record podcasts now that uh, work has finally lightened up and uh, we no longer have a massive staff shortage. And uh, trying to make the podcast recording both kind of less stressful on me in the way that I record it and also make it more... YouTube friendly because I do want to get segments of the podcast on YouTube and try to have that be like consistent content for the YouTube channel. I mean, a lot of people just go ahead and say, hey, it's Eagle. It's the podcast guy. I think I might as well just embrace it. Just be the tech podcasting guy on Twitch who also does, you know, silly riffs and silly voices and whatnot. And just own it. The other thing I'm looking into is a kind of a what is the right term for it? I would say a podcasting cross pollination platform called Audrey that tries to go ahead and say. other podcast hosts who have similar interests to yours and just appear as guests on their podcast and have them show appear as guests on your podcast. So we might get more guests as of late in on Eagle Eyes on Deck, which not going to lie. That'd be pretty cool. But, you know, time will tell to see what the heck we end up doing because right now we're just getting back into the swing of things. Heck, I still got to go ahead and be ready to uh, stream back five days a week. So a lot's happening right now. A lot of things are calming down, which means that I can focus more on the matters here in the studio. Folks, that's going to do it for me for this episode Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for putting that little bit of extra to keep this podcast going. Because this has been... I say this and I feel like I don't say it enough. I've been doing this podcast longer than I've been streaming. And we just celebrated six years of Twitch streaming. But I started this podcast, Eagle Eyes on Tech, three months before I started streaming. It's been a wild ride. 
Take care. And I hope you have a great day. Bye-bye. Just for funsies on this Audrey platform, I just went ahead and did a quick search for tech news and technology. Second hit in the list is a crypto podcast. Why am I not even surprised? Oddly enough, just doing the quick search in tech news and technology. Um, I've only done it for early bird briefing. I haven't done it for Eagle Eyes on Tech yet. We are one, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight, number nine on the list, which is actually kind of surprising. I was just scrolling through and saw average duration four minutes. Who the heck is that? Oh, it's me. Well, I'll be danged. Kind of surprised by that. Huh. Maybe we actually are going places. Eh, probably not. <laughs>